Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. This is my normal afternoon update that I promised from my morning update. I was going to cover this in the morning update, but I held back because I wanted to make sure I had all the facts and data as much at least as possible and is available as of right now. Before I did so, a lot of you know news people, I'm not going to name names, but a lot of news people, they'll just put it out and say, hey, breaking news, you know, this is this is what happened. And then they don't have all the facts. Like, it's okay to do breaking if you have all the facts and data available. But I don't think that they, I don't think that's a good service to you. So I purposely held it back until I could do some more due diligence and research to understand the scope and scale of what we were talking about here. And there's a lot to it. It's still a, still a developing thing. It's still ongoing. So what I tell you is subject to change. That's caveat number one. Caveat number two is that not everybody was affected by this. And then caveat number three is that Far, as far as I can tell, they didn't do anything wrong. It just so happened that they got attacked and they were not the only ones. I'm going to talk about that as well. So there's a couple of points, but my problem, bottom line is I don't want you to feel like this is a once and done, and I don't want you to feel like it's attacking any organization or anything. This is the nature of risk with respect to technology and financial markets. It's also the reason why I did my exchange reviews. If you haven't heard those and you're a newer listener, go back in history. There were every day I covered a different exchange. On the BitMart side, I didn't see anything that was of concern when I looked at it. And so I'm not believing that there was anything they did that was wrong per se. I think that it just happened and it's unfortunate. And those who were affected, um, I feel really bad for them. This also may help explain, I don't think that it would have had a direct correlation, but it helps explain a lot of some of the dips that we were seeing recently because SHIB in particular took a pretty deep dive and then so did Satama. And so let me just break down from the beginning what I know and I, I implore you to go and do your own research if you're interested in this. So again, the exchange is BitMart. It's a centralized exchange. It's not a DEX. So if your currency is in a wallet, you're safe. This is not anything affecting you. If you have your currency in a wallet, as I've told you to do, which is when you want to hold your token safely, Put them in a wallet. Don't leave them in an exchange. I said that multiple times. That's just one of the reasons why is because when it's in a wallet, largely the only way that it could get breached is if you got, you know, social engineered, somebody tricked you into giving up your key. But your exchanges, you don't own those tokens. You essentially don't own them. And so there's a higher risk if you leave them there. That's why something like this is so serious. So let me just kind of break down from what we know. So BitMart, and as many exchanges do, have what they call, quote, hot wallets. A hot wallet, to simplify it down, is, and Coinbase is a good example of this. When you go and you want to deposit funds into your account, they don't give you a dedicated wallet address that's just yours. They'll rotate and they'll randomize different addresses. So every time you want to do a deposit, you have to generate a new address. You can't just reuse the same address. So... Certain exchanges have used this concept and it's their preferred way of working with it. And BitMart appears to be one of those. And then other exchanges prefer to use static wallets that are yours, quote unquote, that don't change. So like KuCoin, their wallet addresses for many of their tokens don't change. It's the same address. They even tell you, you could use this for repeated deposits because the address is yours. It's assigned directly to you as opposed to rotating an address. When... The hot wallets then do the rotation, then the, the currency, 
whatever currency it happens to be, whatever crypto, then gets accumulated across everybody who's depositing into the pool. And then they allocate it according to your account address, which is not visible to you. So it's behind the scenes. So they say that on this day through this address, we need to make a deposit for this account number. The wallet comes in and then they reconcile it. And then the money goes to your account. Again, you don't really own the tokens because you don't own that address. You have no private keys. You don't own the money when it's in most of these exchanges and it's in your terms and conditions. If you don't believe me, you can read it yourself. Now, in this hack, what happened is they have a lot of these hot wallets that they use, and one of them was breached. And according to what they said, only one was breached, and it was a small percentage of their total because obviously they distribute a lot of the, the money load, but not all of them. So not all of them were breached, just only certain ones. And they didn't give much information, Bitmart did not give much information beyond the fact that this one hot wallet was breached. However, other people that appear to be in the know released additional information about what was affected, and it helps to explain some of the price movements that we've been seeing recently. So just to give you a list of some of the ones that were most notable, uh, Doge, Elon, Mars, um, there's a lot of tokens that were affected on that one. Not enough to like completely trash the token, but it would have had a significant price impact. Doge, Elon, Mars, uh, Satama. Satama, there's a lot uh, that Satama lost on that one. Let's see, that's close to that's close to a quadrillion, it wants to say. That's a lot for Satama. And then Shib, Shib looks like it's close to a trillion. So that's not too much for Shib. Um, Doge Elon Mars looks like it's just shy of one quadrillion. Or excuse me, shy of uh, six trillion. Six trillion, just shy of it. And then, But there's other ones on the list. Luffy Inu, uh, formerly known as Luffy Inu. I covered that on a previous episode. Um, it's just shy of a trillion, looks like. Yep. And then uh, Hot, which is a Holo. Um, that's a token. Matic, which is Polygon. Um, that one doesn't have a lot of tokens in there. Uh, Kishu Inu. Kishu Inu is just shy of 300 million. 300 billion, sorry. Uh, Akita is just shy of 300 billion. Uh, USD stablecoin, that's not very much. In terms of currency, it's not a much. It's not a lot. Uh, Mana, uh, XDB. Um, some of the rest of them are lesser known, like Wu, uh, Stars, Sand is a recently new one. Um, CRO is Crypto.com's token. So, basically, as I look at the list and what's represented, whatever this, whatever was the strategy behind why these tokens were singled out in this wallet, and this is not a comprehensive list. But whatever the pattern, when I look at the list, it looks to me as though these would represent the tokens that have arguably the highest volume, as meaning they have the highest visibility, the most traffic going, or they're gauging it off of origin. Like they're, they may be grouping these according to coming from an, another exchange or something else, but there, there's certainly a pattern in what I see in the tokens that tells me that there's a reason that these tokens were called out. It's probably volume related because many of these are the more popular ones in the short term, especially ones like Kishu, uh, USD, Stablecoin, Akita, Luffy, Matic, um, Satama for sure. And given how much they have of Dojilan, Mars, I know that one had some significant volume spikes as well. And of course, SHIB is always popular. So when I look at the amount of tokens in there, that's what tells me that 
okay, these were the the big ones. And so they started just dumping tokens into this one hot wallet. So then this hacker who's unknown, and I'm going to describe this in a little bit as best I can, non-technical, but this hacker attacks this one hot wallet, is able to breach it, and then initiate withdrawals out of it. Now, when they initiate withdrawals out of it, you're thinking, well, why can't we trace the withdrawal path? There's a process in, and it's normal, in crypto space where you can so-called obfuscate your traffic, meaning that you can, picture it this way. Let's say that you were looking for a criminal and the criminal escaped on foot and you're chasing them down and you saw the criminal go into a football stadium and there happens to be a game, a big game, so there's like 10,000 people in the stands. And this person has disappeared into the crowd among the stands. Well, you're not going to be able to easily find that person unless you went up and down and up and down the rows. And if they're constantly moving, as with a lot of people moving, you're not going to easily find them. If they're switching their clothes in the middle, you're not going to easily find them. If they happen to not even be in the crowd and maybe they're out of the concession, you're not going to easily find them. Maybe they went in and they went out a back door. You're not going to easily find them because there's so much other noise. There's so much, so many other people it makes it harder to really single it out. And so you're forced to use things like the color of the clothes they have on or the color of their hair, some signature features of their face, or you might do a general broadcast on the loudspeaker saying, hey, we're looking for a person that matches this description and hope that one of these people will call them out, right? That's the obfuscation I'm talking about. So there are tools where you can do a withdrawal and after you do the withdrawal to your wallet, you then send it to one of these obfuscating tools. And what it does is it generates a bunch of transactions that it sends all the stuff to in. And then on the back end, it sends it to an unknown out wallet. So your two wallets in play, it's, it, it's in a sense a little bit of laundering if you think about it. With the goal being that you're trying to delete any trace of where you went, where this money went. And a lot of money flew out the door, again, to the tune of about $200 million dollars. In the grand scheme, it's not having a significant, like it's not going to completely kill the exchange because it's only one wallet, but it's a significant impact and a significant hack to the point that people are really freaked out. Now, some people on the safe moon side were concerned that their tokens might have been affected. Initially, they thought they were not affected. And then later, apparently one of the lead people on the safe moon side said, yeah, there was some impact. We're talking to the Bit BitMart folks to see what it is. That's why I said this is a developing thing. There's no way to know as of right now what was the full scope of the hack. They stopped all the withdrawals, or they said they did. After they did this, then there were messaging saying, hey, there's still some withdrawals happening. And I think that's because people don't understand that you can initiate a withdrawal. Once you initiate the withdrawal and it hits blockchain, you can't stop it. So if they had already initiated the withdrawal, they're long gone, meaning as far as the blockchain goes, everything's already done. We're too late for that. What it did is it stopped additional hack potential while they investigate what's going on. And then BitMart committed to releasing a more elaborate statement at some point when they have a better handle on what's going on. So if you're invested in BitMart, there, there's no real way to know if you were directly affected except to try to contact BitMart. And unfortunately, they're not being really forthright with their information. Be given this, I'll give you the tokens I know of. I don't think it's really going to help you much because... Again, chances are you're in one of them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a comprehensive list of the ones that are affected, and we won't know that till BitMark gives more data. So SHIB, Satama, Dojilon Mars, um, CRO, Crypto.com, Gala, which I've never heard of, G-A-L-A, 
Stars, I've heard of, but don't know what stands off the top of my head. Sand, which is a sandbox. Luffy and you. Hot, which is Holo. Woo, which is, I think, Woo Coin, I think is his name. Uh, Hex, you may know about that one. Matic, which is Polygon. TRU, SRK, Kishu Inu, RVF, I've never heard of. Oh, actually, I think that might be Raven. Uh, Akita, RSR, USDC, which is a stable coin. FTM, Mana, XDB, WPP, UFO, which is one I covered a couple days ago, UFO Gaming. That's a recently new one. ENJ, Wild, Zeon, C-E-O-N, and PBR. Um, so I don't have a specific pattern. If you listen to that list, there's no real pattern other than these are ones that would have had higher volumes. They would have had standout volumes. And that may have made a strong vector for attack because with higher volumes, it may have been easier simply to figure out how to get into the wallet. Now, based on what I know of the way that the wallets work, I suspect that there had to be some sort of insider information on this one to be able to make this happen. Also, the fact that it was just one wallet tells me that they probably weren't breached at the perimeter. It was probably something internal. And I would suspect, and this is theory only, I'm not saying it definitively happened. I'm saying I suspect that if they were to do some investigation, they would find that there was definitely some sort of insider something going on that caused this or at least enabled it to happen. If it didn't cause it, at least enabled it. Um, to happen and if they were to go a little bit deeper into it they'll probably find that you know either it's a disgruntled developer or something else that was at play and as a result they really should kind of dig deeper into their internal investigation as again it's a former auditor internal investigation to try to see if they can isolate the root cause from an internal if there was something that was leaked or any sort of recent hr type changes or something that might help explain it not saying definitive that i know anything i'm saying that the pattern of only one wallet, the pattern of the fact that it's a hot wallet, the pattern of the fact that only certain tokens that had a higher volume looks like to me were the target, the pattern that initially they denied it, because they did, initially they denied it on social media, and then later said, oh, actually looks like we did get breached when they were trying to calm down fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There's so much to the pattern that just tells me that it seems like this might be an inside job and they really should look deeper into it too either confirm or deny that was the case. I suspect they won't admit it because the thing is, remember, cryptocurrency is not a fully regulated deal. If you're in the United States, you, you know, you, you're basically holding true to their the wishful thinking of it. Like we're hoping that they'll do the right thing and do a buyback of the tokens out of their own pocket or some other way to try to make it right for this many people. But because they're not, they're certainly, I don't believe they're an American-made company, but they don't have any obligation to do it under the regs it's under the goodness of their heart certain countries might have some protections and if you're in those you might have some recourse but as far as i know and based on looking at the terms it's it's trusting their good faith to say that we'll get it and there was hacks like this before um, other exchanges have had hacks coinbase had a hack as i recall others have had hacks and then they basically had to plead and beg to get the money back and in some cases, it wasn't made right. Some exchanges just shut down. Binance had a situation some time ago. So it's not that it's unusual, you know. Not unusual. It's just one of these things that you kind of have to deal with and run with. So I feel bad for anybody that was hacked on it, but I want to reinforce again, like I keep saying, don't leave your money in an exchange. Please don't do that. It's not what it's for. I know why people do it. I understand the value of doing it. I'm just thinking, in my mind, that's what the wallet's for. Just leave it in the wallet, deal with the pain of the transfers, 
Um, if you want to leave an exchange, just understand that you're you're putting your currency at risk. And as long as you're okay with the risk, I guess it's fine. I would much rather see that you leave it in a wallet so that you're not subject to this kind of a breach. Because when it's in your own personal wallet, the only way something would get breached is if you did something that enabled somebody to steal it from you. But as long as you stay away from like airdrops and that kind of stuff, you're mostly fine. Um, but once again, if you're okay with the risk of leaving currency in the exchange, understanding that you don't own it when it's in the exchange, then please, by all means, um, because I do think the exchange is good for the transfer of currency, the conversion of currency, being able to convert from one currency to another, being able to get flat stable coins, being able to get out to fiat transactions. I'm just saying for holding purposes, I wouldn't leave it there because to me, it's just too dangerous. It'd be like taking a bunch of your money, leaving it at the local Walmart, in anticipation of the need to spend it. And I just don't, I don't agree with that stance personally. That's how I feel about it. But that's the scope as far as I know it with the BitMart hack. And again, it's a developing ongoing situation. So there may be more information that's being released about this. Uh, but as of right now, um, they're still trying to assess the total impact of it. They're still trying to determine all the different tokens that were affected and were not affected because not every token was affected. Some were completely saved from it because they were stored in a different hot wallet. That's what makes this tricky is because there's the one wallet. That means you should be able to trace the transactions that went to and from that wallet and come up with the definitive list, but BitMart has not been forthright about it. I think at some point later, they're going to have to be just for transparency's sake. But for those in the United States, please don't expect that, you know, the law can protect you. They may intervene for you, but it would be because they choose to, not because they have to. There's no law that protects you with cryptocurrency as of right now. I covered a while back, it was about three weeks ago or so, that the government did intervene to get people their Bitcoin back that was taken from them from the BitConnect, which is a token that pulled on people. But that's because the scope and scale was so large and the amount of Americans affected was significant. The dollar amount was significant. I believe it was way significantly higher than this. And so they did intervene to try to help people get their money back there. But to me, that was a unique situation because you had American regulation because it's an American company involved. This is an American company. So with BitMart, it's a different situation. As a non-American company, I'm not confident, not saying it won't, I'm saying I'm not confident that the government will intervene in this situation versus just say, well, we told you, non-American company, do, do, do. I don't know. I just don't know. So I would say keep keep an eye on it if you are an interested party where you are affected by this or you have an account with BitMart, you know, check in with them. They would likely tell you, I don't know how long it will take, but they'd likely tell you if you were affected. But it seems like the scope was pretty minimal, except for the people that traded in one of these tokens. And, of course, a lot of people likely would have traded at least one of them. Certainly the USD stablecoin is one that I think stands out, and SHIB probably stands out given the number of holders they have. But the amount of SHIB that's there is, is pretty small. It's not significant. So hopefully the impact has not been... It's too damaging to a lot of different people out there. And if it is, I apologize that happened. And just watch it. Keep keep tabs on the news about what's going on. Um, I may do another coverage tomorrow morning if they release additional information. Or at least update you and see if they didn't release anything at all. But as of right now, I don't have anything more than what I just told you. Which is pretty, that's a lot considering. But that was why I wanted to wait till the afternoon to make sure that I had as much data as possible. I didn't want to... I didn't want to I didn't want to give the breaking and then not have all my information in play. And the last part I want to call out 
people keep talking about, well, this is why we need the CERTIC audit. Um, it, it's a different thing. It's not the same thing. A CERTIC audit could only have protected you at the, at the token level, right, at the project level. It's not going to protect you at the exchange level. The exchange is a different deal. It's not the same thing. So it doesn't matter if your token passes an audit, and it does, certainly doesn't matter if your token is as secure as it can get because, again, the exchange just bought a pool of tokens. With that pool of tokens, it uses it to perform transactions to and from and then on your behalf maintains custody of the tokens that you've chosen to leave there. But beyond that, the security that applies at the project level does not apply in the exchange. So it's a fallacy to say that, you know, our token passed Hurtic audit, like there's one guy here, I'm not going to call him up by name because apparently he's a nice guy. But he's talking about, well, this is why we need certain audit. Do, do, do. No, that's, that's, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You have to look at it completely different and treat it as when there's a breach like this, when it's an exchange, your tokenomics don't come into play. Your project level security doesn't come into play. The anti-whale doesn't come into play. These things don't apply in the central exchange. They apply on the DEX, the decentral exchange. When an exchange gets hacked, you don't have any of those securities in place. That's why it's so easy to do it. That's why I, I'm thinking it's an inside job because the only way that you could have gotten access to that wallet's address, like it's near impossible to have guessed it. So you had to have had some sort of internal knowledge because there's no way to have breached it from traffic that I'm aware of. And if it's only one wallet, that means that I'm thinking it was an inside something. This is my theory. I can't prove it, but that's my theory based on the data. I'm saying we can't trust like Certic and say, okay, Certic is that, and it would save us. No, it would not have. It would not have done anything. Your token could have been as solid, rock solid as possible. Satama, I believe firmly in the project. It's a solid project. It doesn't matter how many audits you pass at the token level. The exchange is a totally different beast, and that just means if you're saying those kinds of things, it just means that you're not understanding how this differently works. Treat this as, as if a whale and massive proportions sold off their, their, their bag. That's basically what this is. When this gets resolved, the ideal, just so people understand, the ideal would be for BitMart to basically buy back for the holders out of their own. But... People are banking on this, and they're banking on a spike due to them doing this. There's no guarantee that they will do it. That's the concern. And because they're a third-party exchange, and because they're not an American company, and because they're not subject to the rules and so on, you have to understand, no, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. There's no guarantee. There's no promise. There's no assurance that they are going to make it right on their own. You hope they will but there's no rule that forces them to, and they may very well not. They strike me as a very disorganized company. I'm not trying to naysay you. I'm trying to level set your expectations. If you level set your expectations to assume that you won't get it, it affects your trading strategy to where you're more trustworthy of your wallet and less so of the exchanges. And then if they do come through, great. But if you go in assuming a super jump and you're assuming they're going to pay you back, and then they don't pay you back, what's going to happen? You're going to call them a scam. You're going to call them a, a joke. You're going to get all upset. You're going to pull your money. And you're going to dump. You're going to be a, you know, a chicken little. That We know how the game works. Don't be that person. Just understand what I'm saying to you. They don't have an obligation to make it right. You can hope they make it right, but I would rather you simply expect that they won't 
adjust your trading strategy to what I'm recommending, which is don't leave your cash in an exchange ever. Put it in a wallet always, unless you're going to transact it, unless you're going to convert it, unless you're going to try to get ETH out of it, or you're going to try to turn it to Bitcoin, or you're going to try to convert it to save gas fees, leave it in a wallet and just eat the regular transfer fee for the transaction. But don't leave your currency in exchange. That's my only takeaway for all of you because I don't want to see this happen to you. And it's going to happen again, I guarantee you. It's just the nature of the beast. It's nothing I believe Bitmar did wrong. It is what it is. Just please take my advice. Don't leave things in the exchange. Leave it in your wallet. That's all I got for you right now on the BitMart situation. Uh, keep tuned in, and if I have any additional updates, then I will pass that along if and when I find them. But that's all I know right now, and it's a developing situation, so don't think it's once and done. It's not. It's ongoing. If you're affected, you're affected. Um, do your research. See what you need to do to adjust your strategy, if at all. But I would implore you to just take my advice. Please, if you got money in exchange, this should be your wake-up call. Get it out of there right now. Put it in a wallet that you own, that you control, that you have the keys to, that nobody can take from you to avoid the next time this happens.